Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and this is part two of my series on what I've learned in the last decade of what it means to become a toxic person proof. So if you have not listened to part one, I highly recommend doing that. Um, This one, I guess it doesn't really matter which order you listen to because there are different points. But uh, basically I was saying that um, I've been studying this subject for the last 10 years. And just like so many of you, I started in this obsessive study and research of narcissism. And um, it's a really complicated subject, right? And we don't like any of the answers. Are they going to change? No. Do they make a pill for that? No. Uh, does therapy help? No. You know, so um, it's a very complicated subject and complex subjects make for confusing subjects. Okay. So for your sake of your children, for the sake of the next generation, for the sake of your sanity, my passion is to make it as simple as possible so that you can like, oh, quick light bulb, easy decision versus maybe I should read another book on narcissism, right? So these are some tips that I and that I've tried to make as simple as possible to help you as quickly as possible and to help you help others as quickly as possible. So if you know someone who's been in a toxic relationship, these are some very, very easy ways to explain what's happening, what's going wrong. Okay. So definitely check out part one and this is part two. So I came up with 10 things I wish everyone knew and 10 things that will help you become toxic person proof. And, um, So this is six through 10 and part one has one through five, obviously. So number six, personalities are formed very, 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 very early in life. Being better at communicating will not change someone's personality. Okay. And the way I have explained this on different podcasts, especially the ones I'm being interviewed on, I talk about, um, you know, when did you learn how to take turns? And most people say age two, age three, we have to take turns. Okay. So at age two and three, people taught you how to take turns. And now at age 52 or 53, this person doesn't know how to take turns. They think it's always their turn. Their emotions, their needs, their wants, their desires, their happiness, their money is always more important than you. So what? They have been acting this. They have been hearing that they shouldn't do that for 50 years. How how likely is it that they are going to change? Not likely. Not likely. Okay. Um, There's actually a whole whole lot of research um, that is not, okay, all this is new, right? The idea of narcissism, it really happened within the information age because people could start talking to each other, right? Um, Most of you listening to this did not grow up with the internet. 
I did not grow up with the internet. Okay, so this is just new information because we can actually compare stories now. Okay, so when you think about personality research and how personalities are formed, these are very long studies. Okay, so you can't study a four-year-old for two years and then come to a conclusion about personalities and how personalities are formed. These are hugely long studies. Okay, so again, I promised you like a simple recap for some of these things. Um, So there's a lot of research that says, I mean, personalities are even formed like genetically and from birth. Personally, I believe that the longer we study this subject and the more we learn, there's going to be a real lean-in on nature rather than nurture, okay? There's a bit of this idea now, well, you know, we just need to give them love and they'll act this way. Oh, they just need to be loved and they'll change personalities, okay? And I remember one time I was on a podcast with someone about kids and she had not been in a toxic relationship. Okay. So um, I said, basically she was saying, I can't figure out why people put up with this. I can't figure out why people put up with someone being mean to them. And I said, okay, you know, you're, it's a mother podcast. Right. And so I said, do you believe children can change? Like if children have love and care and that kind of thing, do you think children can change? And she's like, absolutely. I said, okay, so what age does that stop? And she didn't have an answer to my question because people don't think about that, right? (laughs) So it's like, okay, you think a 10-year-old can change. Okay, what about a 20-year-old? Okay, what about a 30-year-old? Like at some point, if that's your belief, if you're never going to get into a toxic relationship, you have to have like a, a stopping point. Okay, now you're 25 and no longer. I mean, I'm not saying that's the stopping point. I, I'm I'm talking about the the idea. Okay. And the idea is that you um, you know, if you believe people can change and with enough love and care, with enough nurture, people can change. Do you think that stops at some age? Or do you think you can change a 60-year-old with enough love? Or a 45-year-old with enough love. Okay, so that's exactly how people get into toxic relationships. You see it play out. Um, I believe from the research I've seen and that personalities are formed very, 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 very early, even maybe like genetically in the womb. Um, And there's going to be a lot more. By the time I die... There will be a lot more information on this. It just takes a long time to figure it out because you have to study how a child acts at three and how they act at 33 and 53, right? So it's like the one scientist who starts the project doesn't even finish the project, okay? So it's really hard to get this type of information. But from what I've seen and what I've talked to, personalities are formed very early If you think being better at boundaries or communicating will change someone's personality, I suggest finding a better goal. Maybe like becoming an Olympic athlete would be easier. Um, 
getting the body of Beyonce would be easier. Um, learning how to win a hot dog eating contest. I don't care what you do. It's going to be easier than you trying to change someone else's personality. But whatever. Okay. Number seven, if someone doesn't care about what you have to say, then stop talking. And there are so many people who do not have ears willing to hear. And you are beating yourself up thinking you're not communicating the right way or you're not saying the right thing or you just need to figure out another way to explain it. And literally, they don't care what you have to say. They don't want to believe maybe that their brother is toxic. They don't want to believe that someone uh, has a mask on and that they act one way in private and one way in public. They're like, oh, no, they can't fool me. I would have seen it. Right. They do not have ears willing to hear. So if they don't care what you have to say, save your energy for something else. A hot dog eating contest or getting Beyonce's body or becoming an Olympic athlete or, you know, solving world hunger, whatever. Anything would be easier than trying to change someone's personality, point six, or trying to make someone listen to you who does not have ears willing to hear. Okay. Um, and usually what happened, the only way they learn to have ears willing to hear is if it personally affects them and their children are hurt or something like, like the, there's that phrase when it hits closer to home, uh, that's usually when they get ears willing to hear. Um, number eight, hurt people, hurt people is an excuse. Hurt people, hurt people is an excuse. Many people who have been hurt by trauma use their pain to help others. You think every helper and healer and coach and therapist just had this wonderfully magic childhood and experience in their 20s and they just like, oh, I just, my life has been so good that I just want to, you know, help other people's life be good. No, that's not what's happening. Okay. So um, many people who have been hurt by trauma, use their pain to help others. So if you want to be around someone with trauma, we've all had some type of trauma, be around the people who are using it to help, not as an excuse to hurt. Anyone who's saying, I've been hurt, so I have an excuse to hurt others, is an unsafe person to be around. Okay, number nine, teach your kids to be good quitters. Teach your kids to be good quitters. I tell my children all the time, if you find yourself in a situation that you maybe have been tricked or manipulated or you things did not turn out like you expect, that is the time to get out. Do not give it another three years or 30 years of you beating yourself up and guilting yourself. And this can go for all kinds of circumstances. Maybe um they join a sorority and there's all this like hazing and, you know, everybody's getting drunk and passing out all the time and their grades are failing, right? Get out of the sorority. Get out. If you find yourself in a terrible situation, get out. Too often we teach loyalty at all costs. And I consider that too high a cost. Okay. I want to teach my kids not to quit everything, obviously, uh, but uh, to be good quitters. And what I mean by that is 
when you feel like the rug has been pulled out from underneath you and a situation turned out completely uh, horrifically wrong. This could be going to a party and thinking, you know, okay, things are going to be fine with my friends. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, somebody brought in like drugs. Oh, okay. I, I got to get out. You teach your kids to get out of bad situations. Teach your kids to get out of bad situations. Okay. It will protect them. It's not, it's very often not a self-esteem issue. It's that people feel like they have to be loyal. They have to be kind. They have to love people no matter what. They have to stay in a situation, a bad situation. They can't get out. Teach them that they can. And number 10, many people stay in bad situations because of what is right with them, which is exactly what I was talking about. They are fooled. And I wrote down fooled in air quotes because or like quotation marks because like, you know, I hate to use that word, but um, they are good, kind, loving, giving, and forgiving. They're a little too loyal, a little too forgiving, a little too kind. Okay. Doesn't mean you're codependent, stupid, afraid of being alone, experiencing low self-esteem, all this kind of stuff. Okay. So um, it's really disheartening when I hear moms talk about their children and say something like, well, you know, she's, confident so she won't fall into this okay is she loyal is she really good at admitting mistakes is she does she know she has a safe place that she doesn't have to stay in things that feel unsafe you know if she gets duped can she admit that she got duped and then because toxic people are very good at their game right remember like Bill Cosby and everybody thought Bill Cosby was like America's dad. And he was like, so funny and so great. Well, turns out he was raping people. We all got fooled by Bill Cosby. Does that mean we're all codependent and stupid and have low? No, it means toxic people are good at their game. So when you realize you made a mistake, get out of it. And it's not because you're dumb or anything like that. Okay. So um, definitely check out part one, questions one through five, uh, just wanting to make the toxic person proof process as quickly as possible to help you help a friend in a bad situation, um, simplify something for someone who's obsessively, obsessively studying narcissism. Uh, healing does not have to be this hard. Have a great day. And I hope this helps you on your journey to becoming toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.